0: Hi again, I'm Melanie Hirshhorn, the digital content creator and marketing strategist and coach for women business owners. And welcome back to another episode of VIP Access. VIP stands for visibility, impact, profit. And this podcast will get you inspired and fired up about content creation and marketing yourself and your brand. Each week, you'll get marketing and mindset strategies, actionable tips, and the motivation you need to land more clients, nurture your leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. We also go behind the scenes with powerful women in business to discuss strategies, messaging, and more. My mission is to empower you to stop spinning your wheels and to make your mark with your marketing. Ready to wow your ideal client and create a community of raving fans? Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, and welcome back to VIP Access. I'm Melanie Hershorn. Megan Conter's energy can be summed up in a few words, hugs, joy, love, and laughter. She empowers women-led organizations to leap over revenue goals, grow professionally and personally, and form meaningful collaborative relationships as the founder of The Dames, an international community that celebrates and elevates high-level leaders in running and leading six- and seven-figure companies and even eight-figure companies, let's be honest. Welcome, Megan. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am stoked to be here with you, Melanie. Let's have some fun. Full disclosure, I am so proud to be part of the Dames. So the Dames itself is a fantastic group, and I, I don't even want to call it like a networking group. That doesn't always really have the cachet that we're looking for. The Dames is not a networking group. It's a group of women who elevate one another to the next level.
1: Yeah. And I, I would agree. It's like, if it weren't for SEO purposes, I used to fuck the system and say, I am not putting networking anywhere on the website. And then I was like, ah, being a marketing expert, I know that that's not going to be in my best interest. But yeah, it's definitely an international community for women where I love to say that we we laugh, learn, and grow together. And we're an ecosystem specifically created for the needs, wants, and desires of women running and leading six and seven figure and yes, eight figure companies. That is what we are. We exist for that purpose.
0: Being part of a group where it's not really about networking, it's more about collaboration and growth. You talk so often and so openly and wonderfully about the idea of power partners. And I kind of want to dive into that a little bit, because no group that I've ever been in really talks about that kind of collaboration. It's all about who's your next client when you get into the room.
1: Absolutely. And I can talk about that from a story perspective, which is always more fun. I created the Dames because it was something that I felt like was very needed here in the local community in Denver. And then, of course, saw that need as we expanded in many other places, pretty much everywhere. And it's really a story of going from old networking to new networking. What I experienced as a thick figure business owner myself was, you know, going to many networks out there and leads groups where there was a plethora of networks and communities and organizations, but they were all very homogenous in nature. Everyone from every walk of life, every stage of business, employed, not employed, the whole nine yards, you'd go into a room and there were all kinds of people. You were there. And this is where I like to joke that, like, that's where I became a professional coffee and wine drinker because I networked 24 seven and I was just either high on caffeine or had one too many glasses of wine and came home with a ton of business cards, very few of which were actually going to help me move my business forward. And that was fine for a while in the early stages of business, you know, where I was kind of like, let's be honest, I was also single. So I was dating. And so it was a great resource for me to find single men. But ultimately speaking for me to grow to that point of six figure business, it took me a lot longer than it should have, because I feel like I was wasting a lot of my time doing the old networking, grab as many business cards as I possibly could. And in the process, also getting lacerated by other business cards, stabbers that were all around getting to that place of like, okay, I have a lot of business cards to show and nothing else to really show for it. Yes. Maybe I filled some early workshops through the networking that I did, but ultimately speaking, I was not focused in my objectives. I was all over the place. And so a lot of a lot of the proof was not in the pudding i was not doing anything with this networking so for many years you know as I, I started leading other people's networking groups i started getting a little bit more specific and realizing how to make better use of my time i joined this mastermind organization i basically loved what they were teaching and what i was learning from them and i took you know some of that learning morphed it in with my marketing experience and branding experience And really that's what came out with this power partner system. Myself, I stopped networking for about 18 months. I just completely cold turkey quit one day. Wow, were you in withdrawal from it? I was seriously in withdrawal because I'm a raging extrovert too. So, But I just realized it was like, I've got to come up with a better way of doing this because it's not spending so much time and so much energy and nothing is coming out the other side of this thing. This is not advisable completely stopped networking, learned this new system and morphed it and developed it for myself and said, all right, I am no longer going to go out and network just for to find anyone who can fog a mirror. I know who my target audience is, but it's still like looking at anyone and everyone when you're constantly surrounded at most networks by a lot of people who just started their business yesterday, or they're the multi-level marketing salesperson, or they're the insurance or MetLife salesperson just trying to accumulate business cards they are not the ones who are meeting with the target audience that I needed to meet with on a consistent basis. But because I was very clear on that target audience and knew exactly who I needed to meet, I started reaching out to my centers of influence. I know who my COIs are, you do too. They're the ones who constantly are sending you resources in email. They're the ones who are tagging you in a LinkedIn post with a great connection. You know who your COIs are. So I reached out to COIs and started asking for connections directly to my target audience clients. And that's also how I built the dames from the very beginning. I started asking people in the local Denver area, who do you know that are dynamo women who love connecting with like valued women who are at the six figure level and beyond, who are looking for a network where they don't have to be with anyone else other than themselves and those that are farther along ahead. That's how I built the dames from the very beginning. That's what I started doing, getting connected to those power partners that already knew, liked, and trusted, and had those trusted relationships with my clients. So instead of going to you know five, six hours worth of networking events a week, I was having, let's say, roughly two hours of power partner calls a week. And that became, after about six months of time, 95% of my new client lead generation was from these cultivated power partners who completely understood the ins and outs of my target audience, who exactly I needed to know. And back at this original time, I was a marketing consultant. So they sent me basically people that were like 80% sold. By the time they got to me, they were ready to sign up because my power partners had done such a great job cultivating and nurturing that relationship.
0: What is a good definition of? a power partner? Is it somebody that you already know? Is it somebody that you just meet? Is it somebody that you share the same kind of clients or is it all of the above?
1: Power partners can look, the relationship itself can look like several different things. You want to be forming these relationships in order to cross-refer business, in order to mastermind challenges that you're experiencing in business, and in order to collaborate and to increase your footprint. So let's say that you're a marketing coach, you're a marketing provider that focuses a lot on certain aspects of marketing, you find forming power partnerships with others that do things that you don't do in marketing, this wide array of marketing, that's another power partnership. You collaborate, you can work with bigger clients, you can do more. So those are three different ways that are, you know your basic ways of what do power partners do. Now, how do I identify who those are? I typically say there's four categories you can do this with. One is looking back at the past year or two and saying, okay, who has referred me business outside of my current clients, but who has referred me business over the last four years? And what are those commonalities of those people or those companies? So for me, what I experienced and observed in that one category is I get a lot of referrals for the dames from men in business development roles at financial institutions, insurance institutions. That's where I get a lot of my leads. I would never have thought of that. Right. Except for if you start sitting down and looking at where your leads have come from, you start seeing the commonalities. So that's number one. Look at those leads, see who they've come from, what's common about those people. Because then you start looking and I start asking my COIs, who do you know that are men in their... 50s and 60s, business development roles, yada, yada. That's who I cultivate my relationships with. Second category is someone who has the same target market as you, but delivers a non-competing service or product. Same target audience, non-competing service or product. The third category is same service or product, different target audience. So if you're a realtor in a certain state and you focus in on first-time home buyers, And then you find a power partner who's a realtor who focuses on on empty nesters, great power partners. The fourth category in this one's a little specific. I don't need to go into too much detail, but basically they come into contact with your end decision maker 90 days before or after your transaction. So you think upstream and downstream. So you, again, as a marketing provider, you would think who else has my client worked with by the time they get to me? Maybe it's a web developer Maybe it's a brand strategist, maybe it's a business coach, maybe it's an attorney, a business attorney, or downstream is who do you typically refer your clients to, right? So do you send them to a graphic designer after they work with you? Do you send them to a chief operating officer? So those on both sides of the transaction, those can be great power partners. Then you begin focusing your time and your energy on building up to get to this point where you have about 10 to 15 nurtured, activated power partners And your business is guaranteed full as long as you're nurturing those relationships and you're having a win-win scenario, those relationships can provide you all of the leads that you could possibly need in a way that for me is very resonant because I know that I'm not just getting someone who's coming off of Google and I don't know if they're gonna be a great lead or not. Right, they've been vetted for you. Exactly, and that's in certain businesses, you absolutely must have other marketing tactics that work for you. And most businesses, they do need that. But this is one lead source that can be super high quality, especially for those that work with their clients for a long period of time. You don't want to be working with people that aren't a culture fit for you or a values fit for you. It's not fun. You know, you get to that point where you're burnt out. What you just told us
0: is incredibly valuable. So thank you for spilling all the secrets. What about for somebody who's sort of at the beginning of their business and they don't really know people and they need to start networking and they don't want to go get stabbed with business cards? What would you recommend?
1: To work with a marketing coach that can help them get clear on who their target audience is right off the bat, get clear on what their unique selling proposition is and what their packaging, pricing, and positioning of their offerings is. Because a lot of times new business owners are spending time tripping over that and tripping over it and tripping over it. And so it becomes difficult when you're reformulating your elevator pitch every time you go to a new event or you're trying to figure out what is it that I do and who do I do it for, that can be the most difficult part. So if you work with someone who can help you get clear on that, and then once you know who your target audience is, you talk to somebody like me who understands who else would be serving that target audience and boom, that's who your power partners are then you go to the centers of influence around you, you've got to have some kind of a nucleus of a network. Everyone does. You would at least start there and say, hey, who do you know in our area that knows everybody? They're the person that's just on everyone's Rolodex and quotations. They're the person who literally everybody knows. I need to know that person. And you start getting connected to those centers of influence. Then from there, you get connected to your power partners. It's all about what's that inception point it's always the COIs. Us connectors, we know everybody. And we're happy to make those connections.
0: What's so striking to me is that you don't have to do this in person. In fact, being in person would probably just take up too much time.
1: Absolutely. It's, I mean, I started doing all this when we were in a non-COVID time, obviously. But I very quickly realized that if I do coffee meetings for every single one of these things, I'm going to be driving myself all over town and it's going to take a ton of time. I have met with lots of women and men who resist meeting people not in person first. And I'm like, you got to get past that. You've really got to get to this point of like, hey, my time is really important. Your time is really important. This first meeting that we have, we've just got to see if we jive. We've got to see if we're oil and water or we are peanut butter and jelly. And that's really what that first encounter is with this potential power partner Take that as a 20-minute, 30-minute phone meeting or Zoom meeting. Don't take it as driving a three-hour meeting where you got to drive across town, have the hour of coffee, and then drive back. It's about being efficient and timely and also understanding you know, if your market is nationwide or even beyond your little tiny city. You've got to be better about your time management and really realizing that online is a way to go. And you can build rapport easily online. It is possible. I've watched it. I've done it for 10 years. I've watched all my dames do it for the last five. It's definitely possible. You just got to get past those mindset blocks.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you and I have never met and I feel like we're old
1: friends. Exactly. And it just takes us getting to know each other and using these things we have called mouths to talk.
0: <laughs> yes. Which we do very well, both of us, I must say. It's interesting that you bring up that point because I remember before COVID, way back. Back in the yonder years. Back in the yonder years, I was at a networking event in person. I was talking to somebody and she said, Well, let's meet for coffee. And I said, You know, I'd actually really rather just meet on Zoom. And I was getting resistance, as you mentioned. And I was like, but then I don't have to drive an hour, get coffee for the third cup of the day, which I probably shouldn't be drinking anyway, then potentially be late to pick up my kids from school. Zoom and or whatever platform you use, you can absolutely create and establish and grow wonderful relationships and get your
1: message out. I mean, I've watched countless dames. I have relationships with you women all around the world that I've never met once in person. And I've had plenty of referrals come from you. I've had plenty of referrals that I've been able to give out. I have plenty of women who I've collaborated with to create entire programs for clients. Like we've become best friends. There are so many of us that never met in person, not once. And that's perfectly great. Like we have relationships that to me feel almost the same as those relationships that I've been, you know, connected with in person here for years. It's totally mindset.
0: Right. And they're just one dimensional.
1: (laughs) And I have heard other people say, you know, well, in order for me to really feel like I'm going to send them business, I need to meet them in person. Okay, then make it be your second or third meeting, if that's really what you're stuck on. But don't make it be the first.
0: So for somebody that's interested in finding out more about the dames, how can they find out more?
1: Yes. So if you're a woman running a six or seven figure business anywhere in the world, and you're looking for a community of high performers like yourself, or if you're a woman in a director or VP or higher position in a larger organization, we would love to have you come to our website, go to www.thedames.co. And a great way to experience us if you're someone who likes to experience before you join is to go to the round table page. So you can go to dames.co forward slash roundtable. And there we have these awesome experiential free events that you can sign up for and you'll get to be amongst your peers, get to meet other potential dames, you get to experience the humor aspect of the dames, the intentionality, the connection, and a little bit of the education and inspiration. That's a great way to get to know us. We'd love to have you come come by.
0: And there's so much education and inspiration. Absolutely. Megan, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you, Melanie. This was great.
0: You've written a book. Now what? If you're ready to implement a simple content marketing strategy to create buzz around your book and your brand, schedule your free sparkles and strategy call with me, Melanie Hirshhorn at contentstrategycall.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of VIP Access. We can't let the fun end here. To find out how engaging your content is, take the content quiz at mycontentquiz.com. Plus, you're invited to join our private Facebook group at vipdigital.live community, where you'll get live trainings and other great tips all about digital marketing. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. This tells iTunes that you found the show helpful and they'll share it with more women business owners just like you. Thank you so much for listening.